Hello, and welcome to another episode of Mike Gums Weekly Reads. This is two weeks back-to-back I've been able to record. Um, This weekend, um, only one podcast we have, uh, Geek Brunch 400. I'm trying to organize that, but uh, if it works out, we'll have DC Noise there. We will have uh, Keith Cunningham. We will have Luke Foster, Heath Holland myself, Bill, and Micah, um, which is going to be the biggest cast of people I've ever had on one podcast, but we're going to attempt it. We're going to attempt it and see how it goes. Hopefully by the time I release this podcast, I'll at least know that, (laughs) but, um, I've never tried eight people, nine people before. And I would have invited more, but I'm concerned it's going to be overwhelming. And then if I'm going to invite a few others, I think I'm going to record part two on another day um, to see if I can get some more people. But uh, I I did put out a post. If anybody wanted to send a clip or, or audio clip to me, I will include it into the episode. So we'll see if uh, anybody sends anything. I don't expect it, but... It'll be nice to have something if if that's the case. But um, <clears throat> went to the comic shop today, picked up some books. Uh, wasn't planning on getting any back issues, but he had a, a Rex the Wonder Dog that's on the wall, and I did get it. Uh, it was it was pretty nice looking copy for for a little under around sixty bucks, and um, he had. I don't know about seven um, hero illustrated uh, magazines, which I was able to pick up. I used to collect wizard, hero, and comic scene. I never used to get comics interview. I forget what it was called, or comic buyers guide. I do have some comic buyers but guides that I got towards the death, towards the end when it was dying. I had a subscription through the mail to, to get that. But those were the main fanzines that I, I did pick up. There are a few others that didn't have uh, a long life. But uh, back in the day, I, I threw out my Heroes Illustrated and Wizards after I read them. And I would read the hell out of them. Like, that was... One of my first things I would read before the comics was I would always dig into my previews and dig into uh, Wizard uh, or, or Heroes Illustrated. <clears throat> I Sometimes I would even send away for the the half issue or, or the toy and, and a couple of, like I have like a Witchblade, I think, and an exclusive. Those might have been from Toy Fair. I did, I did pick up a few issues of Toy Fair and uh, Lady Death action figure. A couple others, but um, yeah, it used to be fun sending away for that stuff and, and getting it in the mail. The the issue one half uh, used to come from Wizard, and uh, I've been hearing a lot of interviews lately from Rob Liefeld. He he used to get the Comics Interview magazine, which were probably the more professional interviews, more so than wizard and comic scene and um 
art comic scene heroes illustrated and uh oh there was an overstreet fan too as well and i do have some of those i forgot about that they tried to overstreet at one time tried to compete in the fanzine market with you know the big boys uh which was wizard at the time but uh, uh some had some success and others not so much but uh, I, I've been try every time I see them, I, I pick them up. Um, the comic scenes are harder to come by because <clears throat> they're older. But uh, that, those were my first. The if you're wondering what comic scene was, it was published by the same guys that did. Uh, oof, what a what is it? It used to be a famous fanzine. Now, Starlog, it was from the Starlog creators. So, so Starlog would put out a horror one, Starlog, and comic scene. And I, I would always pick those up. So I got the Rex Wonderboy Dog, a bunch of Heroes Illustrated. I got Zap Comics, number one. Um, I got two Penthouse Magazine comics and one Hustler. Which I never had one of those, but I'm almost wrapping up the penthouse ones, so I'll be very, very close to completing that run. But um, yeah, that's what that's sort of what I've been uh, up to in terms of back issues. Uh, have Heroes Con coming up. Excited for that. Um, there was a con in Denver, a hotel con, but. It, it, I would have went if, if Heroes Con wasn't so close just because there was the Yi. Uh, there, there, there was some big, big-time vendors going to this one. And uh, those are always fun to shop at because usually at the hotel cons you get a better discount than something at a Heroes Con or San Diego Comic Con or any of those because they they have to mark them up to try to recoup their costs at least um, sometimes you could talk them down sometimes you can't but Yi was gonna be there and uh, I bought from him before out east I, I can't remember if it's Baltimore or Heroes but maybe once or twice before I think his name is Harvey Yi Y-E-E -E. maybe it's a different first name but uh, I did pick up the IRS collection, a book of sea, De sea Devils, and I did a lot of research on the IRS collection, and it was seized by a, a guy that worked for the IRS, I think he did, and he was using, finding out who was dying and routing the money to himself and then buying um comics so they call it the irs collection and he was busted by ye uh because of something that he did i, I can't remember if it was like a, a cashier's check or i i don't know how he, he found out but i'd have to go research it again to figure it out but um yeah i'm gonna I'll, I'll ask him if he's at heroes con and and just say you know could you give me a little more info about what this was about and if he disses me and says I don't want to talk about it then I'll just walk away but 
you know, a problem, but I'd like to know more about it other than the few articles I have read about the uh, IRS collection. So um, I do have a few questions. Uh, da, da, da. At least I think they're all from the same person. And they're under bookmarks on my Twitter. That's how to send me questions. Keep me busy uh, on this show to talk about various questions and make sure I don't miss anything. Uh, okay, so Dallow says, I know you're a DC guy, but which company is consistently producing the best comics lately? <coughs> DC, <laughs> their uh, their new uh, Dawn of DCs is freaking amazing, and it it's it's always been DC. I I I just I am so engrossed in the history of the characters that the bad could even be good for me. So yeah, and, and right now I'm gonna I'm gonna say DC. Um, is number one. Marvel is number two, and the this this is just because I'm in the superhero mode. Um, three is is probably Image. Four is Antarctic Press, and five is Dynamite, and those are my personal favorites as, as in terms of publishers. And and there's some good ones from. Dark Horse and Boom and Xenoscope and Scout and Vault and Opus and AWA and I, I like all of those, but the ones that that I really like to go to, and I haven't read a, a Valiant in a long time, even though there's only one comic to, to pretty much read per month, but... Um, they're they're a favorite. I just I feel out of out of the loop right now, so I can't really comment on it. But I'm sure Valiant. I, I've never lost my interest in Valiant comics, so I, I've always been pretty happy with their books, um, regardless of when or how or what. So um, that's a good question, and you kind of answered the question yourself by putting DC in the front. And uh, yeah, I just and and I've been in a mode right at least for the last three weeks, maybe four weeks of S Superman and Spider-Man, just going to the roots. But I've been reading a lot of decades worth of Superman, like going back Golden Age, reading Silver, reading uh, Current, and uh, just really digging it on the Spider-Man front, um, reading some older Spider-Man on the app, and even though I own them, it's easier to read them on the app, and uh the other uh, 
is Superman. Like I just uh, really dig those those comics, and I'm a mood reader, so I'm sure things will will change. It it just been the God six months. I, I would say six months where I just want to read Marvel and DC. Um, Star Wars has also been really coming up there for me on uh, in terms of wanting to read it, wanting to watch it, that kind of stuff. Uh, his next question from Dallow Spicer is, on average, are comics better or worse today than five years ago? Or 10 years ago I would say on average they're the same to me in terms of quality I, I don't notice a, I never notice a degradation in quality of comics and maybe it's because I'm a rude mood reader and I choose to read when I want what I read if I was reading like some of these people as they came out and and just reading from week to week I think I could answer differently but because I read them almost like trades like I, I read five six issues at a time and then I move on to something else it, it's all of the years has produced very good comics I would say no better no worse about the same um, that my two favorite decades though in in order <clears throat> Just for me personally, I would say the 90s, I absolutely, my favorite, and that's sort of my college years, you know, so, um, but I, I think I could correlate it to not necessarily quality, but what they did for me. I, I was so stressed with college working on my double E degree and it just was so much anxiety and stress to stay in the A, keep my scholarships, do whatever I needed to do. That comics were always that thing I could turn to and relax and just chill, you know. So I I really liked I really like what the, I hope you can hear these goats, man. If you hear like yelling, like, it's we have uh, two milk goats. I don't know if they're called milk goats, but they're goats that produce milk. The, the neighbors have two of them because they take them to the state fair for competitions and stuff, and they scream a lot. <laughs> so, uh, I would say about the same, but my favorite two decades are 90s and 70s. But other than that, I, I think everything else has just been just as good. Like, I, I just love comics in every decade. Lately, I've been edging on the Golden Age side, like just reading a lot of Golden Age and enjoying it, like not being like, overwhelmed with how long it takes me to read an issue which is usually an hour because they're so dense and, and just sitting back and enjoying that book even though it takes an hour I haven't been more like oh gotta get this done get on to the next one get it done you know like the current comics where I can read you know 
six in an hour. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, those are good questions. Uh, your next question says, let's imagine you were starting your collection from scratch and you had $100 to spend in the first month. What would you buy? $100 is not a lot. Let's say that most books are almost 5 bucks a pop now. Um, with the exception of spawns, which are... What, what, what would I be buying? I'm not going to treat this as back issues because $100 could be one back issue. I'm going to treat it as what would I buy that first month just on what I like and what I am obsessed with. $100, let us just say that's... Let's say let's say twenty books. Twenty, but let's just say twenty-five. So I'm gonna try to pick the twenty-five books I would be getting. Um, this is tough. This is a good question. I would get Amazing Spider-Man. That's twice monthly, so that's two. I would be getting. Oh gosh, this could be tough. 25, 25 bucks. Um, Batman is a must. Detective is a must. Action Comics is a must. Superman is a must. Um, I like a lot of minis at Marvel now. Those five-issue minis. God, what I want Fantastic Four. Our Avengers is so early on. Ooh, Daredevil is a must. Flash is a must. So that's two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight... Uh, let's throw an XO or whatever Valiant is at a month. So whatever it is, because it's just one book a month. Uh, Spawn times four. Savage Dragon. I'm already... So it's two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 9, 13, 14. I'm at 14 now. <clears throat> I got about 10 more books. <laughs> oh my god, I know I'm going to forget something that I absolutely love. But uh, those are the two image. Oh my god. Let's just... There's five Antarctic books I like a lot, but... Uh, Let's just say times four of those anthologies. So that's exciting horror, uh, planet, and jungle comics. So that's 18. That leaves me five more books. 
so many good comics too. It's so tough. Uh, it's weird that none of, not a lot of, uh, even AWA, even though they're five out of fives a lot, they wouldn't make the list just because I'm so limited in what I can pick. Um, Catwoman? Uh, Superboy, I don't think would make the cut, but S The Adventures of Super Connell, Superman, John Kent, Adventures of Superman, that would make one. So that's 19. Because I'm just so engrossed in Superman. This is a snapshot in time, too. So we got Spider Man. Uh, do I throw in FF? I like FF. And there's such a legacy thing. There's no Defenders title, so. Moon Knight is another one. Oh, I'll throw in a Moon Knight. Moon Knight. I haven't done Fantastic Four yet. I'm trying to think if there's any bigger DC that I absolutely need. And there's Hawk Girl, and I'm a Hot Man fanatic coming out. But I haven't seen it. Ooh, Jeff Johns, JSA, I need. JSA, and... Wasn't he going to do something else? Oh, and they're launching... They announced a bunch of new JSA one-shots. Or... It's, miniseries Jay Garrick um, I can't remember all of them but the so Sandman Wesley Dodds so many that I'd want to get Stargirl just ended or it would have made the cut oh Wonder Woman I need Wonder Woman just because it's a legacy character that I'm really interested in Uh, man, this is interesting to do this exercise because it's like if you only had this, what would you buy? And um, I know I'm going to miss something that I absolutely love. Justice League's not coming out. Teen Titans is. Nightwing is. Um, but I just, I'm sticking with the core books. Like, there's no Aquaman book right now. There's a Hawk Girl, but not a Hawk Man. It's so tough. Is there any Vertigo? Captain America is another one that I absolutely love. Black Panther. Yeah, it has to be Black Panther. He's one of my favorites. Um, Thor. Hulk. Man, they're up there. They're tough. But I'm at... That's 20, 21, 22, 23. I got two more. 
I'll just go Fantastic Four. And his Punisher is really good. Mm. Do I go with Catwoman? I like Catwoman. Green Lantern. Green Arrow. I would say I need to be invested in the Green Lantern book. So uh, just wrapping up what my books would be with the $100 per month. Uh, assuming $4.99 roughly. I know some of them are three, but throwing taxes and all that. Um, we got Amazing Spider-Man times two. Uh, Batman. Detective, Action Comics, Superman, Daredevil, Flash, Exo Man of War, whatever Valiant is coming out that month, Spawn times four, Savage Dragon, uh, Exciting Comics, Horror Comics, Planet Comics, and Jungle Comics. I know they just came out with Fantasy Comics, but because I haven't seen one yet, I'll uh, let that stay out uh we got the adventures of superman john kent um moon knight jsa justice society of america wonder woman black panther fantastic four and green lantern the comics that are a must for me i think are are uh because of legacy flash the Batman Detective Action and Superman Amazing. The Spawns and the Savage Dragon. So most of this list is pretty tight. I'm pretty flexible with maybe three titles and that's it. So um, yeah, that was a good question. A lot to think about. Um, it's interesting. You know, there were no Dark Horse. There were no... Uh, I... It, this is an interesting drill, uh, for sure. I can't imagine having a list like this. And I didn't pick Warrant Magazine, uh, which is either um, the Vampire Girl Camellia uh, or the um, Shudder, which I, which I like a lot. I didn't pick Tomorrow's. I might pick Tomorrow's. That'd be an expensive one, but if I took out, I'll t I'll replace Fantastic Four and Green Lantern with Back Issue Magazine. The the reason I would do that is because those articles would would give me a lot of material to read, so I would never be bored, and and that's kind of like my fanzine uh, of Back Issues, so. We'll go with that. I think I wrapped up all of his questions. Uh, thank you, Dallow, again. A lifesaver when it comes to uh, good questions. I am going to remove these so I don't forget. And now I'm at zero questions for next time. But I do want to talk about my top five. Every week I'm going to add a new show, 
new segment, which is Top 5. And this week is my Top 5 Spider-Man artists, because I saw a Facebook post from Kevin Grievix. And I know... I know what number one is. It shouldn't surprise you. Uh, it's at number one is Eric Larson. Uh, I absolutely love him. He's the most dynamic um, Spider-Man artist. My my second pick is John Romita Jr. Uh, I love his Spider-Man. So and he's cu- currently on it, but he's done a lot of Spider-Man over the years. He could be creeping up on having the most of, of the the the. I like a lot um, Todd McFarlane. So a lot of the '90s and late '80s stuff coming out. That's when I was really into Spider-Man. John Romita in the '90s and forward, he did a lot. Um, I'm going to go with Mark Bagley from all of his work current and what he did with Ultimate Spider-Man, which I thought was phenomenal, period. I I just loved all of it. And he he had like 100 plus issues uh, under his belt on Spider-Man. Gosh, the next ones are, there's so many good ones. But um, let me go through and see if I missed somebody that I'm just dying at. You know, like, just tickles my... Those are, the first four were easy. Um, Steve Ditko is really good. And I, I recognize him. Gil Kane, Ross Andrew. Ooh, he's really good. Keith Pollard. John Romita Jr. Todd McFarlane, Eric Larson, Mark Bagley. Ron Garney, Joe Casada did a little bit. John Romita Jr. again. You can see his name comes up a lot. I'm going to go with John Romita as my fifth choice. So I, I got John Romita Jr., John Romita, Mark Bagley, Todd McFarlane, Eric Larson. My top five Spider-Man artists. There you go. What are yours? Let me know when you listen to this episode. Uh, did I miss somebody? I know some people are going to say, oh, Ross, Andrew, how could you, what's wrong with you? You know, like, why wasn't he on your list? It's probably because I really haven't read a lot of old Spider-Man, even though I own a lot. Um, I don't remember a lot of those issues, and I do remember a lot of the current issues. There's Gil Kane issues. Um, Steve Ditko should be there, but he's not. He did quite quite a bit. He did 37 issues, if not more, if an, annuals and stuff like that. But Ross Andrew, I have kind of shouted out. I forgot John Byrne did some. 
because he did that volume two stuff which I like a lot yeah it's tough there's some good stuff good spider-man um, there's a Rob life I land you 23 that's the Atlantis attacks who drew that cover John Byrne oh that's a nice cover <clears throat> John Byrne did He's he, God. He's good. Even though I, I don't think of Spider-Man when it comes to John Byrne. So yeah, I'll go with that, and I'm gonna have to total up some of the comics that I just read. Um, and then uh, take a pause to, to do the tally. And I think I'm just gonna do two weeks. Uh. So, that shouldn't take me long. I'll be right back. I'll set this on pause. My mouse almost died, but pause. All right, let's do this. This is for the week of April 17th through April 23rd. I'll start at the bottom on what I watched. <clears throat> on Netflix, I watched Bullet Train. Um... This was a really interesting Brad Pitt movie with uh, essentially it's somebody sets a target on on somebody and Brad Pitt has is t targeted to go after a suitcase on the train. Well, that suitcase is being protected by two other assassins or mercenaries and they're supposed to bring it to a Japanese overlord mafia guy Yakuza I, I believe and um, they're supposed to also rescue the son well there's some other woman that kills the son and gets the two mercenaries in trouble and then it just turns into a crazy thing of survival against the main mafia guy and Brad Pitt and the, the two assassins. Uh, it is really fun. A really fun action movie. Um, I recommend it. Netflix. Uh, the other four out of five. Nicolas Cage on HBO Max Drive Angry. This was one 3D movie that, that I did watch in 3D at the theater and I saw it for the first time. That was non-3D and uh it's kind of like Ghost Driver, if you will, like a Nicolas Cage movie. This cult has uh, killed his daughter, and he's there to rescue a baby, and there's sort of like a heaven-hell aspect to it. <clears throat> Poker Face on Peacock. And this is about a girl who can tell if somebody's lying, and she gets caught up in... A gambling thing and she has to run away from the casino owner uh, and she goes and every episode is her getting in another predicament in another town because of her abilities and sort of solving crimes as she goes along even though she's not a cop uh, comics that week we had 19 one Zenoscope one um, Vizzy, uh, 10 Marvel, one Kickstarter, one Dark Horse, two Boom, two Antarctic, one Aftershock. We'll start with the three out of fives. 
This was a, a bad bug Kickstarter, which I usually like their stuff, flickering lights. Um, didn't rock my boat. It's when a spaceship runs across the sexual beings in space. They're, they're pretty much, these beings are, these astronauts, if you will, are fucked to death <laughs> by the, these entities. Usually in not a, in, in a more sensuous way than, than a violent way. Um, it's probably the first bad bug that I didn't continue with. They're, I think they've already funded two and three. Um, that was one that I didn't stick with. And I have been cutting my Kickstarters just because they're so expensive. There are ones that I want, and I've I just been pretty good at staying back. Uh, we have... The four out of fives, we had Wonderland number 28 from Zenoscope. The White Queen tracks down and finds the Savage. The de de There's a demonic surgeon waits for another victim. It's also happening. During this whole thing where she's trying to track down missing kids from the Savage, you, you find out that there is a scientist that's sort of taking people from earth and experimenting on them and turning them into hybrids kind of like uh the evolutionary if you will think of it like that high evolutionary from marvel comics uh, genesis that's doing that the secret lair of dr monroe or isle of dr monroe uh amazing spider-man number 24 now we know how mj had the kids and who the father is. Also, it explains why time went by different for Mary Jane than it did for Peter. Um, kind of like they were on different worlds and time happened at different times. She pretty much sacrificed her t Peter was the one that was going to get stuck behind. And Mary Jane says, no, you need to go back. And Peter went back. And then he spent time trying to figure out how to get MJ back. And by the time they, they figured that all out, MJ already had kids. And <laughs> it, it put a sort of a rupture in their their marriage. We have Down Them All. It's a female hellblazer like uh, John Constantine uh, taught the magic by her uncle. And now she must take his place. When the uncle passes, we have Changeling. This is really good. This is a Kevin Van Hook uh, series from Vizzy. Uh, a kaiju is released by a sorceress, and uh, it's basically the kaiju is dispelled into a little monster back into the sea by our hero. We have Blue Book number one. These are true alien stories. Um, Or what are believed to be true. Um, about a husband and wife encounter. Uh, out in the middle of nowhere. Coming back on vacation. And this this the, that story is an ongoing one. Like it's four issues in. Uh, so far. And it hasn't concluded. But it's got like the most details. And it does sound legit. Like something's happening. And then there's there was a, a back issue. A back story about um, 
Coney Island, uh, a bat creature on Coney Island. That was really interesting, and I didn't realize there was a a, a huge wooden elephant in Coney Island that was used as a brothel. I had to actually look it up, but that that's fascinating to me. <laughs> I don't know if that was real or not. Uh, exciting comics, 22 and 23. Some really great superhero anthologies, just like I said, Sumo Boy, Phallus, uh, Nothing Man, Lock Up, and much more. Uh, introduced a new uh, comic called Marvelous. Spider-Man number three through six. Um, this is a series after one and two. I was almost gonna cut it. Like I was like, I'm not into this, into the Spider-Verse stuff, even if it's Dan Slott and Mark Bagley, who who's one of my favorite artists. Like, it's just too many, too much cast. I wasn't digging it. But I read three through six, rated it a four out of five. Spider-Verse is being assimilated by the wasp queen and only there's a handful of spiders that are left to fight this thing because um, it just it's like you're fighting an enemy that just keeps on growing but it's really entertaining if you start looking at it and if you read these as a handful of books it reads better than if you just read it month to month <clears throat> got spider-man yoda uh from marvel comics uh, Yoda protects a small town from pirates and leaves Coruscant. Uh, and he's basically like sort of a farming planet on the land, but they're always in, these people are always invaded by what's on sea. And he's trying to keep them going and live at peace. Uh, we got Star Wars Bounty Hunters. Uh, this this either works for people or doesn't work for people. The people I don't think it works for are the people that are expecting to see more Boba Fett, more Bosk, more IG-88, you know, bounty hunters from Empire Strikes Back. What's his name? Dangar? Uh, you know, bounty hunters like that. When in truth, this is a... They get involved... But the main bounty hunter is Valis, and Valis is a bounty hunter that was created in the original Marvel comics. So a lot of people are probably not aware of him if they hadn't read the original Marvel comics, and that's where their interest dissipates. But I, I find that story very intriguing. Um, Forlom and Zuckus, those those they actually show an Empire Strikes Back. Go after Valance and the little girl who can bring peace to the a crime lord war. They run into Valance Valance's former lover and a rebel base. The woman takes the young girl and Valance, makes a deal with the bounty hunters, and they allow him and the girl time to escape. It's basically a thing where he says. You can come back after us, but give us this head start. And they agreed to it. I think he pays them something. He gives them money. They take the money and they realize, well, we're going to get, we're going to come back at a later time, but we're kind of giving you a head start to get away. 
we have the approach number one. This is from Boom. A bad store. Um, storm. That should be storm. I can't even type. Causes a plane to emergency land in a small town. A passenger plane lands out of time and may have brought an alien to the, this little uh, so small airport to kill people at the airport. Uh, four out of five. And then the five out of five goes to Aftershock. Vineyard. I, I really like this one. It's a family who owns a winery. They, they basically sell their soul to a demon, kind of like Dionysus or whatever, the god of wine. Um, as long as they kill one person per year, uh, there's a husband, a wife, a son, and a daughter. The daughter has moved away from this craziness. The mother wants out. Uh, the daughter did get out, but wants to rescue her mom, and the son wants to fall in his father's footsteps. And he actually does commit a murder because the mom couldn't do it. The father has been handicapped, and he hasn't been able to, to do that kind of thing. So he relies on his wife and, and now son. I'm so sorry. I just keep yawning. I'm so tired. <laughs> so the four out of five for the next week, this is April 24th, 2022 through April 30th. Uh, we have the four out of five is Ava. Um, this was a, it's kind of like one of the, like Angelia Jolie type action hero. She was raised an assassin um, John Malkovich is the assassin lead that sort of her mentor, uh, kind of like stick to Elektra or Daredevil. Um, and, uh, she's, she is pretty badass and she gets involved and then she realizes someone's trying to kill her and it turns out to be another character. I don't know if it's played by Ethan Hawke, but another character that used to work with John Malkovich that's now his superior and uh that guy goes after John Malkovich and Ava so it, it's a pretty awesome movie uh, I caught that one on Netflix I had a total of 34 comics that week one Zenoscope 20 Marvel and 13 DC we start with everything was a four out of five except for the Moon Knights um we, I read Monica LeBeau, Photon number one and two. Uh, most of the everything everything I read this week was on the iPad because I was on travel. Uh, explains why I was at 34 or two because I'm usually at you know 19, 20 uh, on a on a hard work week. But uh, I uh, did get to read a lot. Um, Monica Lebo, Photon, number one and two. Uh, Monica tries to reestablish. I don't own this one physically. Uh, reestablish her life and goes to visit with her parents. The story gets really strange as Monica later encounters this like female Beyonder. I don't even know if it really is the Beyonder, but that's what it calls itself. 
We have Wonder Wonderland from Xenoscope number 29. White Queen finds out Savage might not be as evil as he saves the young boy who calls her mom. So that young boy is calling the Savage mom. Uh, they might be discovering a place that does experiments on Earth people. We talked about that and turn them into monsters. Um, like the high evolutionary. Uh, we got Moon Knight number 188 through 191. This uh, continues from the previous series uh, against the Sun King. Uh, Moon Knight fights against Sun King, which seems to be instigated by a psychiatrist that was treating Mark in the Jeff Lemire run. So this, if I remember correctly, this is the Max Bemis run on Moon Knight. And then it went back to the legacy numbering. That's why it's 188 through 191. I still have to finish that arc. Uh, we then have four out of five. I read the entire run of Batman, Catwoman, 1 through 12 in the special. Um, I had already read most of Batman, Catwoman. So I was like, I reread six issues or so. Um, but I, I thought I wanted to finish this. And I thought I would just reread the ones that I had already read. So it tells the story pretty much of how Bruce and Selina were married in the future and had a daughter, Helena, who became the new Batwoman. Later, when Bruce dies, it shows the progression of the Joker and Catwoman's relationship and suggests that Catwoman always had a deal with Joker to do stuff. Um, and Selina kills the Joker, and Helena goes after Selina, her mom. But that's that's the general theme, but there's a lot of complications in this. Uh, really good story. It was 4 out of 5. So all everything was a 4 out of 5 that I've mentioned so far. But the 5 out of 5, I, I just thought was amazing. Was, I've read Moon Knight. So, so the ones I own in physical are the Moon Knights and the Batwoman, Catwoman stuff and Moon, Moon Knight, uh, the Jeff Lemire run. But I didn't own the... Wonderland in the Monica LeBeau. I, I just read them digitally. But Moon Knight 1 through 14, it's pretty much Jeff's incredible Moon Knight story that did influence the Disney show. And it is so much better than the Disney show. It makes a lot more sense. I liked it a lot more. And there was so much depth to it. Uh, I highly recommend you checking that out if, if you have the opportunity to read it on the app. So that's all I'm going to talk about for this month, or this week. And uh, you can reach me at mike at comicbooknoise.com. Send me email. You can send me questions there. Uh, any comments that you'd like to send me. Um, you can also go to geekbrunchpodcast.com and leave a comment there. Or, better yet, the best place that I prefer to get replies back is... Uh, at Mike Myers Brunch on Twitter. So I want to thank you for listening and uh, keep reading comics, enjoying them, and we'll talk to you very, very soon. Take care and peace out. Bye bye.